Hey, bookworms. Welcome to the Picky Bookworm Podcast. I am so glad you are here. I am the Picky Bookworm, and I love bringing recognition to indie and self-published books through book reviews, proofreading, and podcasting. Every Saturday, I get to talk to a member of the writing community, from book bloggers to authors and even other podcasters like myself. I'll include a link to my website where you can leave a comment with your thoughts on the show or questions for the author that I may not have gotten to. You can also find information on how to sponsor this podcast. Ready? Grab your tea, wine, or laundry, and let's get to it. everybody. Welcome back to the Picky Bookworm podcast. I have a guest that uh, has been pretty popular in the past. um, And we are back again for another buddy read. Uh, Gabe Hargrave is on the show today. And we are going to be discussing White Trash Warlock by David R. Slayton. Um, I keep getting him and uh, R.T. Slaywood uh, completely mixed up um, several times in the past, uh, but luckily I'm pretty sure I got it this time. Um, So we are going to be talking about this book, and I know a lot of you um, are wondering why we call it a buddy read, because we didn't actually read the book at the same time, but uh, we both read it, um, and we both loved it, and we want to talk about it, and we want to highlight it for you guys. So grab your tea, grab your wine, grab your laundry, Caroline, we're going to get started. Gabe, what's up? I'm a little jealous. How do I get like a special shout out to remind me to do laundry? <laughs> <laughs> or to remind me to do anything. I would you really know, love it. It's so funny because I I added that one day and I know you've probably heard the story because you listen to the podcast all the time. But it was just it was one of those funny little additions that I was just making a joke one day. And it just kind of turned into a thing. Um, so I, I might have to, um, I'll have to find something funny that I can remind you to remind you to do um, and see if I can fit it into a, a future episode. So this is, this is actually the fourth time that you have been on the podcast. You are one of my um most, um, one of my most listened to guests, uh, you've been really popular in the past. And while I do try, um, to keep, um, you know, keep new guests on and, and highlight new, new indie authors, we just always seem to have this rapport and we just always, you know, and people just really seem to, to like it when you come on the show. So when we had this, well, I've only been on here twice to talk about my own work. You and, have. Yeah. Um, well, I, and- I came on last time to no, no, the time before last time I came on to talk about Alana's book. Yes, and to be fair, last time you uh, were on the show to talk about your own stuff it was a spur of the moment because my scheduled guest that day was having yes. issues. So, um, <laughs> while, um, while I absolutely do not mind having you on the show, um, I do honestly try to, to keep, 
um, keep my spots open for, for the newer authors because there are, I mean, there's, there's so many out there. There's, there's so many of us and, and, and a lot of them like don't, it's just very hard to get, to get noticed. And so like having something like this where they can like sit down and actually like just gush about what they do is, is good. I have to apologize to people. I am sick. I don't know if my voice is as rough as it sounds to me. Um, you're, you're a little bit growly, but yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit growly. It's okay though. Yeah, it's actually very funny because you yelled at me because I didn't tell you about this book. Because <laughs> I read it first. I read it a while ago and uh, absolutely adored it. And then you, I don't remember how you discovered it, but you, I do you actually, you no, you, I did yell at you, but you actually recommended it to me. Um, you oh, thank had, God. Okay, yes, yes, no, if you are not, right, you are not crazy. <laughs> you are not crazy. What, what I yelled at you for was not for not telling me about the book. What I yelled at, <laughs> what I yelled at you for was, um, for not staying on my butt to tell me to read the book because it's, it white trash warlock by, by David Slayton. Um, I'm going to read the, the blurb here in a second so you guys, uh, listeners, can can get an idea of what it's about. Um, but it was so darn hard to put down. Like, I could, <laughs> I could not put this book down. And it's so funny because, you know, I, I recently read another book that it was a NetGalley read. And when I finished the book and I was telling my boss about this book at work and even after I finished the book, I could not tell him why I couldn't put the book down. I, I read it. Telling me that she, like, it's compelling and it I still is, don't know why it, it was compelling. It is weirdly <laughs> and this book was weirdly engrossing and I could, and even after finishing the book. I still couldn't, I still can't tell you why. I'm like, this book is really good and it's engrossing. And I read it in two days because I couldn't put it down. Can't tell you. I can't tell you why. My, my review is going to be like insane and rambly. And cause I'm like, I got to process through this. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Cause I just have absolutely no clue what my honest opinion is about this book. So but uh, to to move back to White Trash Warlock, I can tell you precisely why this book is so good. Like I can tell you why, um, and I I will be writing a review on my blog. I don't think I have yet, but I will be for sure writing one. Um, and um, I I really I can tell you precisely why, and that was part of the reason why you had to come on and talk with me because <laughs> yeah, I, we both I just adored the book. book. In uh, this was one of those ones that I think I read in like a day, like legit could not put it down. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna real quick read the blurb so that you know <laughs> listeners can actually kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. And then uh, we're going to get into the gushing. So hopefully you guys will have a really great time. So not all magicians go to schools of magic. 
Adam Binder has the sight. It's a power that runs in his bloodline. The ability to see beyond this world and into another. A realm of magic populated by elves, gnomes, and spirits of every kind. But for much of Adam's life, that power has been a curse, hindering friendships, worrying his backwoods family, and fueling his abusive father's rage. Years after his brother Bobby had him committed to a psych ward, Adam is ready to come to grips with who he is, to live life on his terms, to find love, and maybe use his magic to do some good. Hoping to track down his missing father, Adam follows a trail of cursed artifacts to Denver, only to discover that an ancient and horrifying spirit has taken possession of Bobby's wife. It isn't long before Adam becomes the spirit's next target. To survive the confrontation, save his sister-in-law, and learn the truth about his father, Adam will have to risk bargaining with very dangerous beings, including his first love. So, first of all, I, I want to correct something, David. I'm really sorry. Um, you'll probably listen <laughs> to this. Um, it was actually Bobby made a request for Adam to come, to come to Denver. It was not until after that that Adam discovered the cursed artifacts. So that's a little bit backwards. Um, <laughs> but blur, I, I get it. Blurbs are hard. Blurbs are so hard. Blurbs are hard. I actually have an editing client that um, requested a quote on helping him write his his book's blurb. And I'm like, oh, dear God. (laughs) I I don't know how I'm going to do this, but okay, we'll we'll see. We'll see about this. Can I admit something that that. It's not even really like a secret because if you've if you've tried to write a blurb, you know this. Um, head empty, no thoughts. You have literally no idea what you've written when you when you 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 wrote the book, but when you sit down to blurb it, you're like, I've never seen this in my entire life. <laughs> it's it's literally that Gandalf like I have no memory of this place. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I get it. It's so hard. I see just even writing a, um, a synopsis for my book reviews. That uh-huh. is like crazy because they, the, the whole part of writing the blurb or the whole part of a movie trailer or the whole part of a synopsis in a book review, they, they have a very specific purpose to get you to read the book, to get you interested, to, to make you want more. So they, you know, when I'm writing a book review and I write my synopsis, the, um, a lot of the advice that you'll see online and you'll see a a lot of this in my, uh, the synopses that I write in my book reviews is you kind of want to end it with like a question or with a, um, you know, with kind of a cliffhanger to, you know, will he or won't he, will she or won't she, will they, won't they, um, you know, are they going to survive? Are they going to find love? You know, you, you kind of want to leave them, leave them hanging just a little bit. And when, you know, especially when it's a book that you're 
super familiar with, like you just wrote the darn thing. It's to be able to take that 100,000 words, that 70,000 words or however, and condense it down into 50. That's, I can only imagine how freaking hard that would be. Um, so, um, so the, the first thing that really made me love this book is, is kind of a a weird reason, but I'm going to say it anyway. Part of the reason is Adam is gay and he, he was introduced in, in the beginning of the story. Um, and there's, you know, in a lot of the books that I have read in the past with a queer main character of, of any kind, um, is they're almost introduced as in kind of an apologetic way of, I'm not really okay with this. I'm not, you know, and they just, it's kind of almost, they have to come to terms with it. It, it was unapologetic. It was, <laughs> yeah, this is, exactly. this is me. <laughs> this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. Uh, take it or leave it. And he was, he was introduced in the beginning of the book. And that was, that created this, you know, <sighs> um, thoughts. Um, I have no thoughts, uh, but it created kind of this where that's just who he is. And so when they, so when they introduce these, these other characters and they introduce a potential love interest, it's, there's no question of will they or won't they, or, you know, anything like that. And I love hey, that part about it. A lot of, a lot of, especially up until recently, a lot of fiction featuring gay characters has been written by cishet people. And for whatever reason, I don't, don't at me y'all. Cause I love you, but whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, this idea that, Oh, this is a thing that I have to deal with, that I have to struggle with. That y'all don't realize that eventually we get to a point and sometimes it's pretty quickly. Sometimes it's not like years of us struggling with this. Sometimes it's, Oh no, never mind. This is who I am. Cool. Let's move on. But, but a lot of, a lot of just authors are like, Oh no, they have to struggle with this. They have to deal with it. They have to come to terms with it. So many queer writers now, especially are going, yeah, we did that part. Let's get past that part. That's not the important. That's not the exciting part. Yeah. This person is who this person is. And it's part of their story, but it's not everything about their story. So I, I absolutely, I get what you mean. But I also think that some of it is like the, the stories that queer people tell about themselves are very different. Yes. than the stories that that you know people outside of that community tell but yeah he he's like he just goes to a bar and he's looking for something like that's that's who adam is and and it's well and and the the funny thing was he i if i remember correctly he wasn't at the, and this is like the first chapter of the book so we're like yeah, this is, is, these are yes. no spoilers at all whatsoever you guys but he he goes to this bar and um, I think he actually went because he had been hired to find this particular yes. artifact. Well, the artifact was a pool cue, and yeah. it was and the and the pool cue was um and just the descriptions in the book of this pool cue. I'm like, okay, I I want I want to play pool with this pool cue, um, but it was 
um, how he was able to get the, the pool cue um, from, you know, back into the possession of the people that it belonged to the, the guy um, was, um, was a guy and he just, he, he met a guy and he kissed him and, you know, they had this thing and then his, he goes home and he's telling his aunt about this guy that he met that he just really felt like he connected with. And she's like, yeah, you're never going to see him again. And he's like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I love his aunt so much. Oh, I know. She I needs to be everybody's so aunt. She really does. I know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so, so they live in, in Oklahoma. Yes. Um, which, and, which just, uh, just for the record, you guys coming from somebody who lives in Oklahoma, we don't all live in trailers in the middle of the woods. No. Well, and, and it was, so I've actually talked to David about this, um, because I, uh, we're, we're friends on Twitter. David is he's awesome. I need to, I really, really so need sweet. to get him on this, on this podcast and let everybody talk you to should. him. Yeah. He's, I, I, I love him. I love him so much. Um, cause we, we talked about like one of the things that I loved so much about this book was that, uh, Adam is unapologetically not rich. <laughs> like no. set aside that no. he's unapologetically gay and talk about how <laughs> this dude is broke and has been since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, he, he grew up in a broken home. Um, his, his father, uh, is, is like the worst, um, and he, he now currently lives with his aunt in the, in a trailer, which is, uh, actually, um, so, so I, I need to give David a shout out for these titles. So it's the first one is White Trash Warlock. The second one in the series is Trailer Park Trickster. And the third one is Deadbeat Druid. Um, because they're just absolutely the alliteration. Yes. The alliteration is so much it's fun. It's so good. And so what, um, so the, so, the trailer, sorry, the trailer, his aunt lives in, yeah. she does not care that she lives mm-hmm. in a trailer in the middle of the woods. Most people would be like, Oh my God, let me hide. I just, you know, she's like, no, I, I live in a trailer. That's where I live, you know, whatever. And he loves her. And so he just, you know, like you said, he's unapologetic about it. And it's, it's, it's very interesting because I didn't know that I needed this book until I read it because it was literally a child like me growing up to do something incredible. Um, because I, I mean, I didn't live in a trailer growing up, but I, I, we grew up poor. And, yeah. and I grew up being queer and, and like in a small town where people talk. And so, so to see that, especially because so many heroes in novels are either they're already wealthy or at some point in the book, they get like a bunch of money that they can throw at a problem but Adam, that doesn't happen. He doesn't have any he doesn't, of that stuff. Rags he, to riches. He's rags to rags and continues to be rags and still does things and still like is an attractive prospect and and still basically saves the world. Like yeah. it was refreshing. So he so <laughs> a, a little bit more about the story. Um, his brother Bobby is pretty much the opposite of Adam in 
every single way. He did, you know, they grew up together, so they grew up poor. Bobby hated it. So he goes off and he goes to medical school and he becomes this doctor and he moves to Denver and he gets this really nice house and he gets the really nice car and he gets the really great wife. And, you know, he just, he is determined to leave his whole entire life in Oklahoma behind. He has done everything he could to erase that part of his, of his life to the point that he, his family calls him um, by his first and middle names. They call him Bobby something. Can't remember what his middle name yeah, is. I can't remember either. Um, but they, they call him Bobby and he, t- he corrects them constantly. No, I go by Robert now. So he, you know, he has just done everything that he possibly can to erase that part of his life. He has never accepted Adam's sight. He has never accepted his aunt's sight. Um, His mom, who now lives with him, she has turned to Christianity and to religion and uh, reads her Bible every day. And she has turned to all of that to try to make sense of the world. And, you know, Adam is just like, okay, I have the sight. It's, you know, it's just part of who I am. And he his aunt is the only one who has really accepted him because she has the sight as well. And so he, he has just always been a lot closer to his aunt until something takes over Bobby's wife. They have no, Oh my God. Oh my God. That needs to be a sack. I think that needs to be a Um, movie just for that one scene. Like seriously, just for that one scene. It is written so well. Um, and I'm not going to go into a whole lot of it because you know, the whole point of talking about it is to get you guys to read it. So, um, Mm -hmm. but he, you know, but something takes over, uh, Bobby's wife, and he has absolutely no idea how to deal with it. His mom has disappeared into her Bible. She has absolutely no idea what to do about it either. And Bobby, despite the fact that he has basically turned his back on all things, even potentially magical, he turns to the one person that he never wanted to have to he turns to his brother and he either calls him or emails him or, or texts him or something. It's like, I need you to come to Denver. Something is going on and I need your help. And Adam from the very beginning and through most of the rest of the story, he is very clearly, he is there for Annie. He is there for his sister-in-law. He really loves her. He really cares about her. Um, she, you know, as far as he's concerned, she does not, you know, his brother does not deserve her. She's the best person in the world. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, Bobby does not deserve her. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bobby really doesn't. Bobby is just, he is kind of a, he is, I don't know. He, there's, there's a lot there that we could unpack about Bobby psychologically. <laughs> um, but we don't have three hours um, to sit and do that. So, so we're not, we're not gonna, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot going on with Bobby and 
um, you know, years before the beginning of the story, Bobby had actually committed Adam, um, to a, to a mental institution and the, um, you know, because Adam has the sight when they drove up to Liberty house, Adam is seeing what's really behind the curtain. Bobby is not. Bobby is seeing this beautiful facade. He is seeing this beautiful facility. Adam is seeing everything that's underneath all of that. And that was very traumatic for him. And he has a lot of trouble forgiving his brother because of it. So that, you know, there's this beautiful conflict between brothers. It's just, it was done so well. Um, But while Adam is... Uh, debating whether to go to Denver to help his sister-in-law, he comes across rumors of a of a druid um, or a warlock. I believe a, a warlock. Warlock, yeah. In in the Denver area, and because he has been searching for his father for years upon years upon years, he gets the idea that maybe this warlock is his father. And so now he has two reasons to go to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he, so he goes to Denver and <clears throat> a lot of stuff happens. Um, but I, I, the, it was so hard to put down. Like it's, we have barely, I mean, honestly, we have barely gotten past maybe chapter three. That there's a lot of to the story, and what I what I enjoy is that like the the family dynamic between these two brothers very much mirrors the family dynamic that a lot of queer people have with their own families, but it's not because he's gay; it's because of this sight. It's yeah, this, it's this because he's magical vehicle. Yeah, this other vehicle for exploring family dynamics when you are different. Which is it was it was beautifully done, yes. and it was it was really poignant um, to see like this this person who has spent his whole life like struggling to to come to terms with a part of himself that like is outside the realm of what most people understand, and it's not him being gay it's i have this site i am magical like i'm yeah because I'm, I'm pretty much everybody in the book they could care less that he's gay it's just no. like yeah that's i mean it's literally just it's such a, a I, I hesitate to say small but because he does get the, the really great um, love interest um, oh, I love ro- romance, so romance part of it. Um, <laughs> but they, I mean, it's such a small part of who he is. And it's such a, um, while it's an important part, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's not a whole lot that we can go into um, about that. Just because that would be amazing spoilers. Can't do that to you guys. Um but he does, he does get the really great love interest. And while that's an important part of the story, it's not, it doesn't revolve around that part of the story. It, the story revolves around this magical ability that he has. And I think that's, that's honestly the point of, of that, because there are people who 
are are homophobic or transphobic who will try to say that <laughs> that queer people are only like we make our entire personalities surround our identity and we don't those people make that the whole of what they see of us most of us don't go around every day going well i'm waking up gay or whatever <laughs> like we just wake up and we are who we are and we do all these 8000 other things that are who we are but the people who are against us are the ones going ah oh, well that's all you are no no yeah no i have things yeah. that i struggle with every freaking day none of them are my identity <laughs> no well and you know i i i find that almost <laughs> almost funny to a point because those same people they don't wake up in the morning going oh i'm gonna wake up white and straight um, you know, I, I am a, I mean, I am a straight, I, <laughs> I, I am, I'm a cis white straight woman. I don't wake up in the morning thinking any of that stuff. You know, it's no. just, I wake up in the morning and I go to the bathroom. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I wake um, up in the morning full, and I'm like, full oh, bladder. So early. Why am I up? <laughs> full bladder. That is my identity when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty, well, and, and I'm pretty sure that gay, I'm, I am pretty sure that gay, straight, trans, whoever you are, full bladder is probably your identity when you wake up in the morning in as the well. Morning. <laughs> so, you know. Mine is cranky old man. Who doesn't want to get out of bed? That's, that's my morning identity. That's because morning, yeah, no, mornings are terrible things. I hate mornings. They are awful. They're awful. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, no. So, so he, when he gets to Denver, he realizes the situation is much worse Oof. than, than yeah. what Bobby was saying. Because it's not just Bobby's wife. The whole place is lit up like a Christmas tree, so to speak, um, with just absolute eldritch evil. Well, and, and the what um, it's <coughs> it's kind of a. Um, this, this is what I imagine when I read the book. Um, did you ever see the movie evolution with, no. okay, well, first of all, you should, um, that movie is freaking hilarious, but it's, um, there, they watch throughout the movie, they watch a, a one celled organism evolve into alien creatures. And so they are literally the the whole um, what they think happened on Earth over the course of two billion years. You had the single cell organism, and it evolved over billions of years to humans. That's what you're watching through through this movie. And at one point, there is the the single celled organism morphs into this big huge like six armed thing <laughs> and that is and it's huge and mm. that's just kind of what I imagine Adam walks into because he he gets to Denver and he can feel the evil feel it but mm -hmm. he but he can also turn his sight on and off he doesn't constantly see into the spirit world or the the magical world. So when he turns on his sight, 
and he sees what is actually going on. Oh boy. Um, it's I, David does a really great job of of building suspense for one thing, but also of creating these horrific images that that they are. It's it's very. I think I already said this word already. It's very eldritch. Like there's this like Cthulhu esque like quality to to what is in denver yeah it's huge and unknowable and like tentacles waving and just terrifying and and it's it's a very it's a funny book it's a very light-hearted book in a lot of places but i think that highlights the horror that is is underneath the story yeah the 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 horribleness of of this entity that is is uh, basically feeding off of Denver. Yeah, it's it's feeding off of the magic in Denver. Yeah. Um, and so Adam, he um, he basically one of the first things that he does is he sends himself into a trance to go to to astral project into the the spirit world which is where the elves and the gnomes and you know and all of those people hang out and he um he goes to the watchtower to to see um if he can make a deal with somebody to help out and there's there's a lot of history between him and (laughs) um and the the people in this other realm and he did not <laughs> I cannot be more emphatic <laughs> about that. He did not want to go. And no. you know, but you know, but that but that goes back to his his love for his sister-in-law. And you know, if and I think that's part of the reason it could it could be part of the reason um why he was introduced <clears throat> as gay. Um, so early on in the story because the the love that he feels for Annie almost feels romantic almost not not quite but it almost like it's I mean he is devoted to helping her regardless of the danger like he I, I, th- I so I will say this that that there's there's different types of of love and devotion that you can feel for a person right and this one thing that queer people are are i don't want to say at the vanguard of but that we're very very good at is expressing those feelings in ways that are not romantic but that go beyond just oh this is a person that i know and care about it's very like platonically devoted. Yes. Like this yeah, person is important to him. There's no there's no actual romance there. And there never no, has no, been. No, like no, he's no. he has never there's never been like anything. It wasn't one no. of those, well my you know, I hate my brother because he stole my girlfriend. It's like it's not anything <laughs> it's not anything like that at all. 
Um, but it's, you know, and that's why I said almost romantic because yeah, it's, it's, it's that found family is really what it is, yeah. which is a, 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 a bond that for people, especially that are close with their families and don't have necessarily a, a, a family that they chose, like it can be hard for some people to sort of wrap their brains around the fact that those bonds that you choose yourself yeah. when your family doesn't accept you and you have to create your own, they are just as thick and yeah. just as strong, if not thicker and stronger yeah. than what you feel for your like quote unquote like birth your family. Birth, yeah, your your so blood family. Yeah, and your blood family. Thank you. That was yeah, your, your blood family. Um, you know, and and I think that and I think part of part of his devotion to her is that she you know, while his blood family, his mom and his brother treated him differently because of his, because of his having the sight, Annie never did. She never treated him differently. He was just her brother. And she was, I mean, they just, they were very, very close despite the fact that he did not get to see her very often because he and his brother were not close. So it's, you know, he was just, I mean, just throughout the story, and throughout the book, he is, he reminds himself over and over and yeah. over, I'm doing this for Annie. I'm doing this for Annie. Because at one point, yeah. she can't even participate in helping out. She ends up in a coma. And, yeah. you know, so it's, you know, he just, he fights and he is willing to make concessions and he's willing to make compromises and he's willing to make deals to help her. And, yeah. you know, and then, you know, on top of all of that, he is starting to recognize that there's, you know, this creature, this entity, this, whatever it is, is feeding off all of the magic in Denver. Like his own is starting to suffer. And so in, you know, not only is he having to save Annie, he's having to save his sister, but he ends up in a situations where he has to save himself. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I mean, literally you guys, we are, we are barely unpacking <laughs> anything in this story. We are, I mean, we are trying so hard to not give spoilers and it would be so easy to give spoilers. Um, there's, um, two love interests um and i'm i'm yes. only i'm only going to mention their names um i'm not i, mean, I don't think it's it's i think we can talk about them because they are integral to this story we don't we just don't reveal things about yes. what happens yes <laughs> well i i honestly um because there's because he has one um that he runs into that was from his past and he yes, has, yep. and he has one that he um, runs into. That's his present slash future. Yes, I'm not going to say which is which. Y'all are going to have to read the book <laughs> and figure it out. Um, that's the whole point of talking about this book is okay, to make well, you guys read we it. We need the past one like pretty <laughs> soon after the story starts. 
<laughs> Pam and I frequently have, have arguments about what counts as a spoiler. I, I think every I honestly think everything counts as a spoiler. Um, y'all, y'all, I'm sorry. We, we, we gave something <laughs> away. We told you the name of the protagonist of the book. I yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, early on that he has an aunt, and I don't know if that counts as a spoiler. I I think everything counts as a spoiler. I <laughs> I have had I've had people that um, you know my my mom and I um, have had multiple discussions um, about what I think is a spoiler for for movies in particular. And for the longest time, um, even now, if she sees a movie that I want to see before I get to see it, she is allowed to tell me whether she liked it or not. And that's it. She is not allowed. Like I, I don't watch, I don't watch trailers if I can help it. Um, yeah, I, I'm so bad. So, um, this explains so much about you, <laughs> so much about you. I, <laughs> mom, 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 mom. Don't tell me if Iron Man's in this one, okay? Oh, I know, I know right? On, yeah, I know he's on the no. poster, but don't tell me if he's in this one. <laughs> you can't tell me. Um, no, I, I had, I had a friend once um, years ago um, when the third, the third of the first, or the third of the second set, I guess, um, movies, Revenge of the Sith, um, Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, I had a, and this is, and this is a, a big reason why I hate spoilers so much is this friend of mine says, wait till you see how Vader becomes Vader. Oh no. And I'm like, are you see, freaking kidding me? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So I go to the theater and of course I'm sitting there barely able to pay attention to the movie and what's going on because I'm just waiting to find out how Vader becomes Vader, which I'm sorry happens in the last five minutes of the film. So I miss like basically two and a half hours of movie because I'm waiting for this one thing to happen. So I mean like it was it was the prequels you didn't miss much. I that's yeah. me coming out against the prequels. So I'm so that's, sorry. <laughs> so that is why. Um and it's, I, I don't know. I just, but anyway, so. Um, the nice thing is that people who, who enjoy romantic subplots in books often don't mind when you tell them there is a romantic subplot. In <laughs> there the is a romantic day. subplot. I did These say the that this involved. was a romantic subplot, but <laughs> there's the, the reason that I, that I don't, <laughs> that I don't want to mention who is who is simply because of how he ends up with the present slash future. That's true. And so the, because that is, that is such a cool part of the story. And it was so so awesome and it was so well written and it just, you know, it sets off this really amazing chain of react chain of, Wow. Chain reaction. Chain reaction. Thank you. Um, I added an extra word in there. Um, but it sets off this awesome chain reaction that goes throughout the rest of the book. And so um, the uh, one character um, is starts with P 
I cannot remember. I've been sitting here racking my brain. I was literally hoping you'd remember because I could not off the top of my head. Okay, <laughs> let me let me see. Um, I'm literally on Goodreads. Right I know, now, right? Like, <laughs> let me see if I can scroll it. through this, scroll through this book, and and find out. Um, <laughs> so, and then the other, um, so the other one um, is his name is Vic, and yes. they they are um, they are two characters. And they are amazing. They are written so well. Like they, they are just all of the characters. I mean, honestly, all of the characters in the in the whole book are. They never feel extraneous. They never feel expendable. Um, they almost all feel like main characters. <laughs> to be perfectly it's, honest, which to be fair is in. Look, I am biased because. Anybody who knows me as a writer knows that, like, characters with their own, like, voice and their own, like, on-page gravity are my things. I love, love, love creating even small characters that are memorable. So this is my bias. But I, a good author should do that. A good author should be able to put a character on page that the reader goes, you know what? They were only in this scene for three sentences, and yet I really liked this person. Right? I would love more of this person. Yes. And that's honestly like what what the characters in this book do because they're very full, like fully fleshed out, and and they have part of it is they all have a purpose and they all have a goal, which writers out there just as a, a heads up, that's all of your characters should have that. Yes. Like I, there should be something they want, even if it's as simple as I need to go get a glass of water, but they really need that glass. Of I water. was just, I was just getting ready to say, I think there was a quote by Kurt. I think it was Kurt Vonnegut that says your character should always want something, even if it's just a glass of water. Yeah. Um, so you know what they must be wearing because I know I've yeah. I, 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 I think it's, I know I've heard this before. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a Kurt Vonnegut <laughs> quote. Um, but yeah, the Parak is the is the other character that Thank I was. You. Yes, yes, Parak and Vic. Um, yes, Parak and Vic, and they they are each uh, really great characters in their own way, um, and they each bring a unique vision to the book. So they, um, you know, again, we're talking about non-expendable characters. Neither one of them is expendable. Um, you know, but one, it also didn't feel, it didn't feel love triangle to me. No, like, no, I appreciate. I, I hate it, love triangles. I, I just do. I mean, look, so, so for me, part of it is like, why not just pick both of them? Like y'all figure it out. Polyamory is a thing. <laughs> But also, I, I get very frustrated when you can tell that an author, went, and this especially happens in YA, this happened to Suzanne Collins with Hunger Games, her editor went, you have to put a love triangle in here. Ew. You have to. She did not want to do that. And I've not read the books, I've not seen the movies, what I've been told is you can tell that that was not her intention. And that she hated writing that love triangle. Yeah, that because I because I've read the I've read the books <clears throat> and I've seen the movies, 
and thinking back, yeah, it it mm-hmm. does. It feels feels really forced. Yeah, and that's that's what other people have told me too. Yeah. And that's that's like there's. I think part of it was the the success of Twilight. Ugh. A lot of <laughs> people went, "Hey, this worked for this other book series." this will bring readers into this series. And it's like, not necessarily, like, not everybody liked it's, Twilight, number one. Yeah. Number two, that was Twilight. This is a completely different story about a girl trying to save the world from fascism. Like, why are we, like... Why are, yeah, why do I we mean, feel I, the I need to this, throw a love triangle in author, here? Yeah. I say this as an author who brings a lot of romance into a story that I'm writing about people trying to save the world from fascism. However, that was my intention all along. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah, I I agree that it doesn't. There's no, um, you know, you never get the the feeling that Adam thinks he has to choose. There's yeah. never like there's never any of that. It's um, well, Adam's also kind of like. I don't even know if I want to be doing this right now, (laughs) which is nice. It's very much a, I stumbled into this situation. Oh no, help me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, you know, considering, um, you know, the, his, his present slash future um, love interest isn't in the, isn't in the same boat, I guess, um, as Adam is, he, you know, he did not realize early on that he was gay. It was not a, um, it's not two, two gay guys ending up together. It's, you know, so, no, there's, and I, I think so there's a little bit of that searching. I'm remembering correctly. Um, but I don't remember that he mentioned he had ever actually been with a guy before. Um, so I don't, I don't don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember for sure. Um, if he, um, I think he had told Adam, um, that he, that he was basically his first boyfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. and so there, you know, there was a little bit of that, that searching. Um, but it was, it was very much a let's let's search this out together. Let's see where this goes together. It was not anything of, well, I need to search and I need to figure out and you can just maybe kind of tag along. It was from the from the right. beginning. And I think part of that was how they met. Um, yeah, and, you know, and so there, you know, there was this connection, this thing connecting the two of them. And so it was, um, you know, they became friends through, through this situation and through what happened. They, um, grew into more than friends through this situation. And so it's, it, their relationship again, never felt forced. It it almost felt like two best friends discovering their feelings for each other. Right. 
um, even though they they had just met. <laughs> um, no, so- it's, it's it's there's a co- there's a connection that happens, and it's not one of those. Because I I have a bit of an issue with a lot of books that will include a romantic subplot because they feel they need one, and so they shove one in there, and you can tell because it's there's not really any like spark or connection or if there is one it's that like rom-com like oh no i accidentally like fell into you in the middle of this grocery store and now we're in love it, i have read books was, like that and i'm like <laughs> you knew you, you knew you knew exactly what i was talking about because it's it's there are people that write well that don't write romance well and then there are people who can do both. Yeah. And and I think this was because it's not the focus of the story. The focus no. of the story is this this quest that he's on to save his sister and to save Denver. And he just happens to fall into this other situation along the way. Yeah. And it's it's you can tell that it's still developing. Like by the end of the book, they're not Oh, I am so completely in love with you. And, Let's and get married get tomorrow. Married. Yeah, right. there's not there's not any You're of like, that. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. There's there's more books coming, so there's more there's more romance plot coming. Like it's it's very um, it's refreshing in a way because yeah. I think we we do get a lot of books where like hey, I just met you and this is crazy. We have known each other for two days. Have my baby like. <laughs> It wasn't at all like that. And and uh, thank you, Carly Rae Jepsen. I, mean, I, I definitely stole your lyrics and changed them. It's okay. Because, um, you know, she's going to listen you know, you know, to the podcast. She's a fan. <laughs> she's, she's a fan. Everybody is a fan and they listen to Everybody in the United States listens to this podcast. Carly, <laughs> Carly, I have to ask, though, why are you not listening to my podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we don't I, talk I, about I, podcast I forty-seven often enough, apparently. <laughs> we don't. Um, which is a tragedy. But no, so so like these these two characters that he is is involved with in the book are they're very different from each other. They're very um, they're unique characters in a lot of ways, to be honest. Yeah, and they both are you're kind of rooting for both of them like i prefer one over the other oh yeah me me too for sure but at the but at the same time it's like you know if he ends up with the other one that's okay too it's okay too right yeah there was never a or if he decides to choose both of them like i am totally okay with i'm Every, you know, my goal now is every time I come on here to talk about a book, if there is a, a love triangle of some sort, I'm just going to keep both. We're going to ship both of them. <laughs> yeah, just ship both of them. Um, just, you know, create a polycule. It's totally fine. Um, totally fine. This is Yeah, this is down, with, down with love triangles. Um, yeah, I, I am just, I am not a, you know, I, I was... In you know, going back to our our Twilight comparison, I was Team Edward for like the longest time, and then I was Team Jacob for like the longest time, <laughs> and you know, and then I was, know, I was Team like, Bella, grow up and go to college and go do something. Right, <laughs> I I was that part too, and you know, <laughs> and um, I only read the first book. <laughs> she 
Well, and if you if you've seen the movies, you really want her to grow up and go to college. Because <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, Kristen, but no, you no, you should just go back to being Seaburg. Um, it's totally fine. That's the one movie that she has been I, in. I'm Team Bella's Truck. Bella's Truck is amazing. Yes, I love Bella's Truck. Um, we've got about five minutes left. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> but I know. So, um, but yeah, I um, I was not um, the one movie. One movie that I have seen with Kristen Stewart in it that I absolutely loved and will tell people you should watch this movie. Um, is I believe it's an Amazon original um, titled Seaburg, and it's based on a true story. So good. The only movie I will ever tell you that has her in it that was that way. Um, so, go ahead. We got five. We got oh, like four and a half minutes left. I was going to go back. I was going to go back to the book. Um, so, I, I would say if if we do like a final wrap up of like why people should read this book, my my answer would be that it is a a very imaginative. Uh, a fresh new sort of of um, I don't want to say take, um, but it's 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 a very unique uh, urban fantasy with um, a really really great romantic subplot and incredible characters. David is a phenomenal writer. I I do own the second book. I am gonna be reading it at some point. I'm gonna pick up the third book as well. I just. Anybody who knows the year that I've had knows that I haven't really read anything at all. Um, but it's, you want more. Like, you yes. want more of these characters. You want more of this story. You want more of this world. Which is all that I can really ask these days from a book is, I want more of you. Please give me, give me. And then he did. And I went, you're the best. <laughs> um, so so my, my final wrap-up... Um, on why you should read this book is if you like compelling, complex, yet easy reads. Yeah. Because that's, that is what it is. It is compelling in that you can't put it down. It's engrossing. You have to know what happens next. But at the same time, it's written in such a lighthearted way that you can get through it in a couple of days. It's yeah. it's a pretty easy read. Um, there's a couple, you know, kind of heavy situations um, in the book, um, but they're not, you know, while they are central to the story, they are not the center of the story. Um, and it's not gratuitous either. No. Like, he's not doing it for shock value. It's because that's what the story required at the moment. Yes. So yeah, if you, if you like compelling and grossing, um, especially if you like urban fantasy, um, I pretty much like fantasy of any type. So, um, <laughs> totally, totally fine with all of it. Um, but yeah, if you, if you love any of that stuff, um, definitely check out this book again. It is white trash warlock. It is the um, first book in the Adam Binder series of books. You can find them on Kindle. I do believe they are on Kindle Unlimited as well. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you won't have to pay a dime uh, to read the book. So you should totally do that. Um, and I think when I was looking, um, the Kindle version is six ninety nine. 
Um, I do believe so. They're pretty inexpensive um, for for the Kindle ebook version. So definitely, definitely check them out. And um, I will um, actually the paperback is currently on sale for half off too. Actually, oh nice. Um, yeah, it's seven ninety nine right now. So I will be sure to put links um, to all of that um, in the show notes when I get those created, hopefully today or tomorrow. Um, and I will put, uh, since Gabe was so nice uh, to come on and, and buddy chat with me today, I'll put links to all of his stuff um, in the show notes as well um, so that you guys can check out his books because I, I've heard good things. I haven't had a chance to read them yet, but I've heard good things. Um, so anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for participating. Um, head over once I have the page uh, created, head over and leave a comment um, with your thoughts on the episode and I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Are you not going to say bye? I guess you're not going to say bye. <laughs> it's your show.